return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. For your phones today, amen, I love that we can use our phones for the word. I listen to the Bible app all the time. Raise it up and say it with me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to talk about how there's safety in the Bible. And, you know, I'm sure most of us have probably thought about end time things lately, just with whatever, everything that's going on in the Middle East with, uh, I, uh, with Israel and, and Palestine. And I'm sure you've seen many hours of coverage of the war over there and, and just the different things going on. And what's amazing is, is this is going on all over the world, right? There's, there's things going on all over the world uh, that are contrary to the gospel, that are anti-Christ things. And we sometimes we think of the anti-Christ as, oh, you know, the capital anti-Christ is in the Bible, but right now even there's anti-Christ things going on. Amen. And for us <clears throat> here, you know, I live, I live in, in South Dakota in Brookings. Um, I have a, a, a nice house, and I'm feeling, <clears throat> and I, I know that I don't experience some of the things that others experience in the world. And so I always think, Lord, what can I do? <clears throat> what can I do? And time and time again, the Lord just says to me, stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. Continue to read the Bible. Continue to listen to what I'm trying to say to you in this time. Amen? And uh, you've probably heard, you know, the opinions of different Christians and um, prophets and evangelists and different things out there that talk about the war and maybe what it means or that, <clears throat> that this is the sign of the end times. And I do believe, I believe that we're in the end times. Amen? The Bible says that uh, even back then, it said these were the last days. The Bible says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And if that was happening at the day of Pentecost, and it's certainly happening today, amen? He never said, I'm going to stop pouring my spirit out. Uh, but he said that I'm going to continue to pour it out on all flesh in the last days. And so we do believe that these are the signs of the times. We believe that everything that the Bible says about everything going on, um, we know that the Bible is true and it's going to come to pass, right? Pastor Dave talked about some of this last week, so I'm not going to go into all of that. But whatever you've heard, I believe the Lord is saying to the church right now, stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. There's safety in the Bible. Amen? Because you're going to hear a lot of voices 
You're going to hear a lot of teachings. You're going to read a lot of books that uh, are going to say a lot of different things about what's going on now or what's happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future. But we always want to stay in the Word because this is our anchor. Amen? Anything else um, uh, that's outside of the Word of God is supplementary to the Word of God. Right? So this is our focal point. This is what we want to continue to be in. If we hear something in, in, a, in a book or on a message that doesn't line up with this, then throw it out because this is what we want to believe. And so many times people will, will go off on uh, a prophet or a book and say, wow, that was really good, and they use that as their Bible when really we should be lining everything up with the Word of God. Uh, you know, there's, there's ministers that I've heard that have been speaking for 30, 40, 50 years, and a lot of their stuff is really, really good. And then you hear a message that maybe doesn't line up with my spirit or line up with what I think the Word says about it. And so I always have to check myself. No matter who's speaking, I'm always listening. I'm always listening and making sure that it's lining up with what the Bible says. There's nobody that's uh, speaking that is above the Word of God. right? There's nobody that's speaking that has more authority than the Word of God. Amen? So we always, always, always want to go back to the Bible, no matter what we're hearing. 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 1-5 says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit, and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so we can, we can listen to somebody and we can see that, um, we can see that, that some might have a lot of wisdom and knowledge in the scriptures, but if they're not using the scriptures, uh, they're using their own wisdom. Right? The wisdom of men, but the power of God is in the word. So we put our faith in Jesus, right? We put our faith in Jesus, not in man. We don't want to take everything that we hear and think that it's all of a sudden right away uh, correct because of who's saying it or because of who wrote the book or whoever it is. We want to always, always put our faith in the Word, put our faith in Jesus. So even me, I don't want you to put your faith in my words. I want you to put your faith in the Word. And I believe that when I, when I do speak and when I do teach that I'm using the Word of God, that I'm saying things that are sound doctrinally, but you still need to look for it yourself. You still need to, we, we all need to do that. Because there's things that I've taught even five years ago that I probably wouldn't agree with that I'm teaching now. Because why? We're always growing. We're always looking, uh, He's always giving us more revelation in His Word. He's always giving us more revelation with what's going on in the time that we're living. And so I never want to say, well, um, you know, I, I have a message from three years ago. Uh, I'm just going to use that same message again. No, because there might be a lot of stuff in that message that I thought, ooh, I maybe wouldn't say it like that today. Or, man, I don't, the Lord give me a different revelation of that today. And I never want to shortchange God. Amen. Even, even when just we're out ministering to people or when we're, when we're, at our schools or at our jobs, whatever we're doing, we always want a fresh word. The Bible says we want to be ready in season and out of season. Amen. So as we read our, the Bible every day, he's giving us fresh revelation. 
We don't want to take something and dust it off from 10 years ago that we that the Lord revealed to us um, unless He continues to show us and continues to confirm that in your spirit. Amen? But if we're listening, He's always giving us new things. He's always tweaking how we uh, not believe, but how we see things in the Word, how we maybe perceive things that's going on today. And He wants us to uh, continue to listen. He wants us to continue to listen so that he can tell us what he wants us to know. Because he's speaking to all of us individually right now. Uh, somebody over here might get something from this message that's different from somebody over here. That's the great thing about the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have to talk to just one person at a time. I believe he can minister, amen, to everybody at the same time. Because there's no limits with God. Amen? So we put our faith in Jesus. If I'm doing my job, my words will be his words. Amen? Make sure whoever you listen to is lining up with the Bible because, there's, again, there's safety. There's safety in the Word of God. You're never, you're never going to go wrong by being in the Word. 2 Timothy 4.2 says, he's talk, Paul's talking to Timothy, he says, Preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, ex- uh, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So he's talking to Timothy about those that he's ministering to, but that includes ministers. That's not just talking to congregations. It includes everybody who would call Jesus Christ their Lord. Because it says that, that there is a time, and, and you can start to see it even now, where sound doctrine is being pushed away, for, for extravagant things. Sound doctrine is being pushed away for, for unbiblical things. And why? why? Why does that happen sometimes? Well, maybe somebody's in a lifestyle that they shouldn't be in, and it's easy to say, well, to try to justify yourself through the Word, or to look at scriptures that try to help your cause. And what are we, what are we doing? We're going away from the Gospel. We're going away from what Jesus meant for this book to be for us says that they go away for their own desires because they have itching ears. Itching ears. They want, they want to hear what they want to hear. And we don't want to be like that, do we? There might be some things in the Word or in a message that uh, we don't like or that steps on our toes or that uh, really speaks to us. But if it's from the Word of God, let the Holy Spirit help correct you in those things. We don't have to make excuses for what we do. We just need to let the Holy Spirit correct us, help, help uh, guide us to, on that righteous path, on the path of righteousness that the Bible talks about. And it says they will heap up for themselves teachers. They'll say, oh, you got to, you really, you know, uh, they don't use a lot of word, but you got to listen to this person. Or whatever the case may be. You have to read this book. And it's like, okay, I can read the book, but if it doesn't line up with the Bible, then I'm going to throw some things out. And that doesn't mean that you can throw, have to throw out everything in a message. It doesn't mean that uh, there's not going to be some good things in, in every message. But we want to, Kenneth Hagin would say, uh, we want to be as smart as an old horse, spit out the, or eat the hay and spit out the sticks, right? Pastor Dave says we want to take out the bones of a message. Amen? Hallelujah. The more we read the Word, the more we can discern 
what we hear and what we read. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. I love that phrase, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because we have the Bible, and we know that, that we can read it, and sometimes we might look at a passage and think it means one thing, and the Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 that's not what it means. Let's get back over here. You know, I think of when, you know, I get a lot of questions sometimes just about the book of Job and what, what happened with Job, and, and there's so many misconceptions about what Job went through. And when Job said, uh, when he got everything taken away, he was, he was saying, Lord, you give and you take away. You know that, that at the end of Job, he apologized, he repented of all of those misconceptions that he had about God. Starting from there, right? Because we have to understand that God doesn't, what, what people will say is, or how, how they reference it in a, in a nicer way, is that, that God... Um, destroyed Job's family, and God destroyed Job's livelihood, and God destroyed Job's livestock. But that's not what happened, is it? We know as we read Job, we know that it was Satan that did all that. Amen? And then people say, well, why did God allow things to happen? Why did God allow a family member of mine to pass away? Why did God allow uh, this war? Why did God allow a tsunami? And I always say the question we should be asking or, that's not the question we should be asking. The Bible says we have an enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus comes that we have life. So what happens is we, we get out on these tangents. We ask these questions. And instead of going back to the Bible, we try to, with our own wisdom, try to give our opinion. We try to say uh, what sounds good, maybe to somebody who's hurting. But the Bible says that Jesus came to give life. And if we just remember that, any hardship that we go through, any struggles, you know, even, even Paul said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, but he doesn't say that God gives you the trial. I think joy is a way to defeat the devil. Amen. When the devil does something in our life uh, that is contrary to what God has told us, God wants us healed. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus uh, gave, had 39 stripes for our healing. That already happened. When the Bible says, or when, when the devil says that um, God's putting you through a financial hardship, but, but the word says he'll provide all your needs according to his riches and glory, we can have joy in those situations, we can have joy in those trials, and what it is, it's a slap in the face to the devil. It's a weapon to use against the devil, amen? So we never want to be deceived. There's, you know, whenever, whenever the word says do not be deceived, we know that there's going to be deception in that area. Uh, one that comes to mind, I'm going to go to it. I didn't um, get it back there, but in James, when he talks about <clears throat> James 1, uh, 16, it says, Do not be misled, or New King James says, Do not be deceived, my brethren. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God, comes above from the Father of lights, whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So anytime the Bible says, Do not be deceived, it's something that we really want to understand that, in this case, every good and every perfect gift comes from God. Amen? And He doesn't have anything left for you. Only good and perfect gifts. So we want to rightly divide God's Word, because we can read something 
And we might think it means one thing, but it actually means something different. When it comes to the goodness of God, when we look at the New Testament, we look at how Jesus went about, about doing good and healing all. Amen? So we always want to remember that. He does good, he heals all. Rightly divide God's word. So we don't want to just everything, take everything that we read or hear as right. Whether it's from TBN or reading a book, everyone's subject to getting it wrong. Everyone, doesn't matter who you are, everyone's subject to getting it wrong because there's only one perfect Savior, and his name is Jesus. But it's not because, a lot of times, it's not because they're trying to lead you astray. They're not trying to give a bad word. But we're, we live in a fallen world. We're, we're people, right? All of us. All of us are people. All of us make mistakes. Sometimes we miss it. 1 Corinthians 14.32 and 33 says, and The spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. What does that mean? That means that whoever is prophesying over your life, there's still some human error in, in prophecy. It might come, there might be, God might give a word, but sometimes just because we're human, we might say it in a different way than it's supposed to be said. Right? <clears throat> but it doesn't mean that God's wrong. Just the way, sometimes we miss it. There might be something that I say from the pulpit that sounds completely off, that I, I'm, I'm trying to get across one thing and it comes out completely different. Don't just reject me as a minister. Don't just say, oh, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he said this. I think one time I said, I talked about the fall of Adam, and I meant to say the fall, you know, like I said Adam ate the apple first or something, and I meant Eve, and somebody came up and, and corrected me on that. And that's fine. I don't care. You can do that. Amen? It'll, what, what it allows me to do, and, and this goes with anybody. This, I'm going on a little bit of tangent here, but this happens with anybody. If you don't agree with something that they said, and it's, I shouldn't say that. If you don't agree, if you think something that somebody said isn't biblically correct, I don't mind if you come up to me and ask me. Because it could be as simple as I misspoke. Okay? So I'm giving you all. Now, if everybody comes up to me after the service, then there's a problem. I need to get back in the Word, I think. But, um, but in general, I want to make sure that I'm teaching what God wants me to teach. I want to make sure that I'm saying what God wants me to say. Pastor Dave talks about these new, a New Testament filter versus an Old Testament filter. Amen. And so when, even when we're talking to people, uh, we want to talk to a New Testament filter of love and grace. Amen. First uh, Corinthians 14.3 says, He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Amen. So there might be somebody who has a prophecy for you, and maybe it's kind of judgmental and a little harsh. What it is, is an Old Testament filter. They're looking at maybe verses in the Old Testament to fit this prophecy for you. But 1 Corinthians says that when we prophesy over people, and we can all do, we can all speak into people's life, it says we should speak edification and exhortation and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. What does edify mean? Builds up, encourages the church. Amen. We should feel after a, after a church service, we should feel encouraged. Amen. Amen. Doesn't mean that you know in, in Timothy it says that that the scripture are used for rebuke and admonishment and different things like that. Doesn't mean that you're not that sometimes we're not going to get that, but it does mean that at the end of my message, I want there to be an encouragement. Like, wow, yeah, I can do this. 
I can, whatever I'm doing, I can change because the Holy Spirit says I can. So when you hear prophecy about God's destruction of a nation in this period of grace, we know right, now, right away it's an Old Testament filter. Okay? Because God is not destroying nations right now. There will be a time, there is a day of judgment, but right now, the Bible says that that the wrath of God was satisfied by Jesus on the cross. So, what worldwide, but in your own lives. That doesn't mean that the Bible does say we reap what we sow. That's not an Old Testament law. If you if you look at any of the crops, you'll realize that that's true still today. <laughs> you reap what you sow. If you sow corn, you're not going to reap beans. Amen. You're going to reap corn. So, out of our own mouth, we can say something. And we're sowing seed into the world. And we're going to reap those things that we sow. But don't get it confused that it's God doing it to you. A lot of times we're doing it to ourselves because we're sowing something that we shouldn't be sowing. Amen? But right now we're under grace. So prophecies should be for edification and not destruction. As we grow in the Word, we start thinking differently than we used to. Again, five years ago, I might be, I might be talking about this in a different way. And there's been times where I've, I've, I've spoken on, on something, a topic, and I say, oh, I think I've talked on that before, and I go back to my notes, and I, I'm reading through, and I'm like, you know, could have said that differently. Or uh, I don't believe quite like that anymore. The Lord tweaks, you know, tweaks us a little bit and, and helps us understand and realize um, how we've maybe gone off before. And I'm sure in five years I'm going to look back at this message, I'm going to say, Ew. Maybe I could have said that a little differently. But we want to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to change us. Allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, and he does that through his word. Jesus said to his disciples, uh, you've already been pruned through the words. I've spoken to you. So for us as Christians, he's already, he, he prunes us through the word. He speaks to us through the word. He guides and adjusts us through the word. Not through circumstances. Not through um, things, not through the bad things that we go through, right? No, he, he helps us and he prunes us through the Word of God. The devil can take a bad prophecy and twist it to his agenda. The devil can take a good prophecy and twist it to his agenda. And that's why it's again so important that we can rightly divide the Word of God. That's why it's so important that we're in the Word, that we're continually uh, pushing ourselves to understand, because uh, even Paul prayed for uh, the church in Ephesus that I pray that you, with all the saints, can know what is the width, length, depth, and height. Amen. That we can comprehend the love that passes all knowledge. So the Holy Spirit wants us to continue to go deeper. Amen. But we have to be malleable. We have to be changeable. Amen. Because even in the Bible it says that the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. And if the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, that means we can know the deep things of God too. 2 Corinthians 11:12 says, But what I do, I will continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if, he ministers also, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according 
to their works. And so we might, we might uh, hear something, and it might sound really good. It might sound scriptural. It might sound uh, uh, that this is really the Lord speaking. But we want to always remember that Satan can also transform himself into an angel of light. He can always, he can all, you know, you have gold and you can have fool's gold, right? Jesus brings the gold and fool's gold, I, maybe that's a bad example because it doesn't quite look like gold, but, but a substitute for gold and it looks maybe the exact same. Pastor Dave has, has a message on fruit, right? Is that the real apple and the fake apple. It looks the exact same. It uh, has the same color. Um, Maybe a really good one has the same texture, but it doesn't taste the same, does it? No, we have, we have the Word of God. And so, again, even if it looks good and sounds good, make sure, okay, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, there's that scripture right there. Yeah, it bears witness with my spirit. That's the other thing is, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And so anything you hear, it doesn't have to be just me going and, and, and tr- by myself trying to find a verse to reference it. No, the Holy Spirit, it says, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so anything we hear, the Holy Spirit can bear witness with you that this is right, right? That you, um, that what is being said is correct, right? But he does it, again, through the Word. I don't know how many, somebody should keep a track of how many times I say the Gospel or the Word or the Bible, because I'm sure it's a lot. But it, I, that's how important it is, right? That's how important the Bible is to us as Christians. Hallelujah. Now more than ever, we want to be fluent in the Word of God. The Word of God should be our first language. That when somebody asks us a question, we can just pull out the Word right away. Amen? Someone could be a Christian for 40 years, but still be a a baby spiritually. Somebody could be a new believer, maybe have been a believer for a year, and can have more knowledge than somebody who's been a Christian for 40 years. Why? Because they're hungry for the Word, because they're reading the Word, because they're letting the Holy Spirit change them from the inside. Amen? We don't want to just sit back and be a, a 40-year-old Christian who, uh, who doesn't do anything to change when it comes to spiritual things. We never want to think, I'll never be deceived Words, I'll never be deceived, and we never want to say, oh, that'll never happen to me. We want to be humble enough to say, Lord, I know that I can't do this life on my own, so I need your words, my anchor. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to use it every day of my life. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So if we say, that'll never happen to me. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna fall into that trap. I'm never gonna fall into that temptation. And we start raising our head up a little bit. Pride comes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. When you have your head up like this, when your nose up like that, you can't see what's in front of you, can you? Amen. You always want to be looking, focusing on the word, because the Bible says the word is a, a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. So as we focus on the word, we're gonna be able to see what's in front of us and what's going on. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. <clears throat> 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, 
but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because of, uh, many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So if somebody were to say to you that, well, Jesus isn't the only way, we know that's wrong. And I've, I've heard people say that. Well, you know, Pastor Dave tells stories too, like, well, you can't believe everything you read in here. Or uh, how can this be the only way? No, the Bi- because the Bible says it's the only way. Amen. And we know, you know, uh, the experience, we don't want to fit the Word of God into our experience. We want to fit, am I saying it right? Our experience into the Word of God. Right? We don't want to take our experience and say, well, this is must, must be how the Word works. No, we want to take the Word of God and we say, okay, how does that experience line up with the Word of God? Amen. How does my believing line up with the Word of God? So we don't want to believe every book written, every prophecy spoken about what the war in Israel means. Most of those things, I'm going to be honest, most of those things are to sell books. And you see, how many times you see a major thing happen and then you see a book sale go out from somebody who claims to be a prophet. Maybe they are, but we want to, again... Just make sure, is it line up with the Word of God? Am I going to, do I need to buy the book, or can I just, <laughs> the Bible, I mean, I could, I could be here for three, four, five hours just reading scripture of what the Bible says about the end times, about the last days. And a lot of what it says is, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Live for me today. Seek first the kingdom of God. Amen? I'm going to do a message on that someday, I think. 2 Timothy 1.13 says, Hold fast to the pattern of sound words. Um, another version says, Sound doctrine which you have heard from me. In faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good things which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. So we're going to hold fast to the pattern of sound doctrine. You can, there can be somebody that you hear, maybe they have a really good word, but watch the pattern. Does the pattern continue to follow the word of God? Here at Holy Life, I believe that we do. I believe that we continue to have sound doctrine. And that's not a prideful statement at all, but I just know that, that, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure, Pastor Dave, we always go to the Word and we say, Lord, is this, is this right? We're always in the Word. We're digging in the Word to give a sound of a, sound of a message as we can give, something that's going to help you, as Pastor Dave would say, win in life. Win daily in your life. Amen. Amen. I believe, again, we teach sound doctrine. We teach you to daily win in life. But you still need to read the word. Because what you read should bear witness with your spirit. Amen. It should bear witness to what you hear us say from the pulpit. You can always see me afterwards or during the week, again, if you believe or disagree with what... If, if, if you believe that I say something that disagrees with the Bible, you know, I, I hope that's never the case. Because I really want, I don't do a service to you, and I don't do a service to God to not preach the Word of God. To not preach the Gospel as it's written. We don't want to substitute for the simplicity of the Gospel. The simplicity of the Word of God. What's going to help you today? 
So many times we want to know what's going to happen in the future. So many times we want to know um, what's going to happen um, in the end times. Don't be confused by the different end time interpretations. Man, I used to have a Bible, and there was like eight end time interpretations at the back of my Bible. And I remember just growing up, you know, I, I, I heard what my dad said about the end times and kind of the faith uh, group, what they said about, um, you know, post-tribulation or pre-tribulation rapture and different things like that. And the, and the more I grow in the Word, the more I think, I don't really care. Like, is that going to help me for today? Right? Is that going to help me in my walk today? I'm not saying that's not important. And not saying that we shouldn't read those things. And, and that even saying that you can't even have your own opinion on those things. But always remember what's important. What should be our focus? Our focus should be, one, continuing to grow in the Word, but two, helping others grow. Helping others believe. Helping get people saved here on earth. <clears throat> you know, our, the Bible says our life is a vapor. Our life is a short time. <clears throat> so our eternity is so much more important to God than, our, than the short time that we have on earth. Not saying that it's not important, because he does want you to have good things. He supplies, again, he supplies all of our needs. Uh, we are more than conquerors in this life through him who loves us. Amen. But your eternity is so much more valuable. Where you're going after this life is so much more valuable than even anything that could happen here. It's more important than any sport you could be in. It's more important than any instrument that you can play. It's more important than any job that you have. We want to make sure that, okay, Lord, I know where I'm going. Amen. I know where I'm going when I leave this life. That's, that's the mission. <clears throat> Hallelujah. The more I, I grow in the word, I hear him say, just obey my, alert, uh, my word and be a light for me. Just obey my word and be a light for me. So, I really don't care how it happens. I know something's going to happen. I know the Bible talks about things to come. And I'm excited for those things. Sometimes I catch myself just thinking about heaven and how, how amazing heaven is and some of the uh, loved ones that I've had that have gone to heaven. And I think, wow, I cannot wait. I don't want to get there now, but I, can't wa- I cannot wait to get there. It's going to be a great place. Amen. So even Paul says that even um, in this time we have these light afflictions. You know, Paul says we have light afflictions in the world today. But it doesn't compare to the glory that we're going to be going into. Amen? And, you know, you think about it, how many would say, wow, it's already the end of October? How fast time goes in our life? Amen? Things happen for just a season, just a moment, and then something new. We're, you know, we have four kids. We're about to have a daughter graduate this year. Uh, I can't even believe it. It's gone so fast. But I know that it's, it was just a season. You know, God gives us things to steward in our life. He gives us children, or he gives us um, whatever it is. It might be a job, family. But we steward them. We have them for a short time. Amen? And if they love Jesus, then when they pass, he, he takes them, right? And takes them, when I say that, I mean he receives them. <laughs> Amen? He receives them in the glory. So again, we want to do what we can do for the Lord on this earth. Hmm. 
Hallelujah. Second Corinthians eleven three. Almost done here. Well, we're not, but I'll, I'll almost be done here. Second Corinthians eleven three through five says, "But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it." For I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. So, again, you go way back to the beginning, way back to Genesis. Uh, I think Genesis 2, where the serpent said, or maybe 3, where the serpent said, um, you will not surely die. Right? Eve is there by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent comes up and says, what exactly did God tell you about this tree? Oh, we can't eat, eat from it and we can't touch it. Right then, we know that Eve didn't know the word. Right? Because God just said, don't eat of it. But he said, oh, eat. And he said, if you do that, you're going to surely die. And the devil said, the servant said, you're not going to surely die. You're not going to surely die. He just knows that you're going to be like him. And he doesn't want you to be like that. He wants, you to, be, he wants to be above you. But if you eat the tree, you're going to be like him, knowing good and evil. And Eve said, that sounds pretty cool. I only know good so far. I, I might as well know the other side. Right? But it says that even as the serpent deceived Eve, that your mind would be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The simplicity of the gospel is really that we love people and that he gives us grace. That is the simplicity of the gospel. If that's all you ever taught on, excuse me, if that's all you ever ministered to anybody, that would be good. That would be okay. If you're going to minister on two things. Right? We're going to know the love of Jesus Christ. We know that He provides us grace. He gives us grace for the times that we need. Amen? Hallelujah. So, verse 4 If you comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Um, and there's another scripture, I might have it later on, but it says, Even if we come to you with another gospel that we've, have, that we've preached in the past, but we don't preach it now, don't listen to us. So I would say for any, you know, again, you might, you might follow a, a minister for 15 years, for 20 years. If that message starts to get off and there's no longer the gospel that was preached before, it's okay to say, no, I don't agree with that. It's okay to say, I'm not going to listen to that person anymore. We want to continue to preach the gospel. We continue to receive the gospel that we know from the Lord, from the word. Amen. Amen. Don't make it hard. I always go back to God is good and the devil is bad. That's simple. That's, that's, uh, that's life in its simplest form. God is good and the devil is bad. Did God say it? Well, then it's true. Did he not say it? Well, then it's not true. Does it talk about the goodness of God right now? Then it's God. Does it talk about the wrath and the judgment that God has for us right now? Well, then it's not of God. Some pretty simple things. If we ask ourselves these questions, it's going to help you discern 95% of what you hear. That's no statistical, I just made that up. But 90, probably 95% of what you hear revolves around those things. It's knowing the foundational things of the Word that's going to help our ser- spirits search the deep things of God. But we need to know the foundational things first. So many times we want to skip ahead to the deep things. No. Enjoy the milk of the word first, and then maybe the meat will be ready for you later. Hebrews 5.12 says, For this 
Or for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So when we're discerning, we may hear something and be able to tell right away, that's not of God. That's not right. I shouldn't be listening to this. It doesn't matter if you heard it from, who you've heard it from, been ministering for years, and they've always had sound doctrine, still put it up against the Word of God. There's, again, there's safety. Safety in the Word of God. Always put a message up against the Word. Always put a book that you're reading up against the Word. Amen? We want to ask ourselves, what is the person saying? Is it edifying? Will it help me in my Christian walk? Right? Those are good questions to ask. Can I use this? Can I use this? Does whatever um, the scripture says, is it in the context of, of what I'm reading in my Bible? Amen. Why do we have Christian leaders? Ephesians 4.11, I'll be done here soon. Ephesians 4.11-15 through 15 says, And he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And notice what it says. You know, so when you're listening to somebody or you're reading something, it says that he gave all those people for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. That is, that is my number one job as a minister of the gospel, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And then what does it say? For the edifying of the body of Christ. To edify the body of Christ. Till we all come to unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to make sure that we're being equipped to do the work of the ministry. Are you equipped? to be ready when the time comes and persecution comes to South Dakota? Are you ready to be equipped um, when, when somebody stands firmly against the gospel to your face and is completely anti-Christ and you've never seen it before? Are you ready to, to answer? Well, the Bible says the Holy Spirit helps us, doesn't he? The Holy Spirit helps us. He said, don't worry about what you're going to say when they put you in front of the magistrates. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Let the Holy Spirit lead you into those things. But it starts with the word. Amen. If I get, a, if I get a, a prophecy over my life that, wow, you're just going to re- so, receive so much revelation in the Word, it's not even funny, and I don't even read the Word, am I going to get that revelation? Probably not. No, I have to read the Word to do it, don't I? I have to be in the Bible to get that revelation. So it's the same with all of us. It's the same with all of us. In order to stand, the Bible says that in that day, to stand against the wiles of the devil. Here, I'm going to read it because I'm going to butcher it if I don't. Ephesians 6. Real quick, I'm, I'm almost done here. Ephesians 6. Are you getting something out of this today? <clears throat> it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, uh, take, take unto you the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. You may be able to withstand in the evil day. If you look at the world, in, in just throughout history, the world is evil. We're always living in an evil, it's always an evil day when you, when you think about who is in charge of the world. The Bible says that devil is the god of this world, right? Take the whole, it says, uh, yeah, take the whole armor of God, they may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. What does that mean? Reading the word, we're doing everything that we can to stand and stay grounded in Jesus. Amen? That's why we don't want to forsake the word of God. That's why we want to continue to be in it, um, even if we don't feel like it sometimes. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done for us, Jesus. Uh, you, you died on the cross for our sins. You gave us the Holy, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God so that we could stand in that evil day, so that we can continue to follow after you no matter what comes our way, Lord. No matter what happens in our life, no matter what circumstances we go through, what, no matter what persecutions we go through, Lord, we can stand on your Word and we can be safe in your Word. And Lord, we just thank you for that. And I just want to pray. Lord, I just, I just pray for every brother and sister in Christ all over the world that is going through this persecution right now, that is going through the tribulations in their life um, because they stand up for the gospel, because they stand up for Jesus. Uh, and Lord, I just want to pray peace, and I want to pray a blessing on them, Lord, that they don't lose sight of the word of God that they know people are praying for them, that they know people are standing with them, even that don't know them or they don't know us. But Lord, we thank you that, that uh, we know that you're a good God. Lord, I pray too that this, uh, this misconception that you bring bad things to our doorstep, Lord, is eradicated in Jesus' name. Lord, that we don't have to be deceived, but we know that every good and every perfect gift comes from you. We know that, that even though Satan comes to still kill and to destroy, you give us life. And you came to give us life even more abundantly than we have it. And so we thank you for that, Lord. I pray a blessing on everybody's day today that uh, we get opportunities to minister the gospel, that we get opportunities to be a witness. We get opportunities to show the love of Jesus to somebody um, who we don't know. And we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.